Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Real Positive Girl podcast with me, Sabrina. This is the show that'll help you become your best self. And today we are talking about feeling angry, how to manage your anger. But before we jump into that, as always, I want to invite you to come say hi to me on Instagram. I am at Sabrina Joy Perozo. I'd love to hear from you in the DMs if you have any questions, comments, concerns, prayer requests feedback, topics, suggestions, or you just want to chat with me and say hi, I would love to hear from you. You're also welcome to just send me an email to realpositivegirlpodcast at gmail.com, or you're welcome to hop on my website, which is sabrinajoy.com. You can sign up for the newsletter that's coming later this month. Also, I just added a freebie to my website. I will put the link to that that landing page in the show notes below, and you were able to get your hands on a guide, a workbook that I created. It's 50 questions for you to learn how to become more self-aware, you know, just questions for you to really like dig into and ask yourself. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes below, and then you'll be able to get straight to that page, put your email in, and then download that for yourself. So um, yeah, again, I would love to hear from you. I hope you take advantage of that workbook and you guys are amazing. So let's just go ahead and jump into today's episode, which again is feeling angry, how to manage your anger. Anger for me can come on easily. I feel like people that really, really know me, like really know me, and that's not that many people, um, will know this. And it's even like if I'm not outwardly um, you know, showing anger, they can see it. You know, they can see it in my body language, see it in my eyes. <laughs> That's what my husband will be like, like, you know, yeah, see it in your eyes. I can see that you're angry. Um, and I had to work really hard to not allow myself to be so angry at everything in life. And I'm still working on it. Like I am still working on it because when I was younger, any anger I had would stay bottled up because there was no safe place to let it out. You know, I would be angry for a multitude of reasons with everything I was going through with my dad and my mom and just everything in that tornado of a childhood. Um, I had anger. I had anger, but I had to stuff it down because, you know, I was not the person allowed to display anger. You know, it was my dad. He was allowed to display all of the anger and I just internalized my anger and, you know, um, Anger was seen more as like an emotional breakdown with lots of tears and frustrations. That's how my anger did end up like slipping out. But when I became an adult, I felt like I had this right to display my anger more forthright. I was like, I am finally a grown up. I am able to just let it out. It's it's my time. I don't have this other man that's like threatening you know, like pain, emotional pain and hurt and physical violence uh, to me if I do, you know, respond with anger in a way. And so I was like, okay, it's my time. And my anger generally will, if it's like a height of anger, like a real, real deep anger, it comes out in like yelling and screaming and just like, why well, I'm wanting to throw something. So, you know, a perfect picture of me being upset about something at home would be yelling and screaming and like throwing a pillow and then wanting to like and then like hitting my desk really loud or hitting the wall I've like not like punching anything you know I haven't broken anything if I can recall I really haven't I've seen other people do that in my life but I haven't broken anything but I will just generally like toss something across the room huff and puff a bit that's like my thing when I'm like really really angry but it was the yelling part that I really had to work on because that's the part that was like the other parts is just like me like 
in the safety of my own room, not necessarily like throwing things at people. Like that was never my thing. It was just like yelling and screaming. Um, and so I had to really work on the yelling. Like that was a problem for me. Um, and it's something that I'm still working on, but gotten a lot better of understanding like how to contain my emotions, my feelings, and keep my anger down. And, you know, it can be true that when we are going through like an episode of anger, all we see is red, right? We hear a lot of people say that. They're like, oh, I only, all I see is red. That's, it's just like, I'm just angry. We are only filled with anger and know nothing else. And this is where knowing your anger triggers comes into play, right? And you're probably like, oh, again, again with the triggers, Sabrina. Because <laughs> um, we have like spoken about anxiety triggers recently. So if you want to learn more about that, that's just a couple episodes back. And we will soon talk about depression triggers because someone suggested that as a topic. And I was like, absolutely. It's a deeper topic to get into. And I feel like there are more triggers to go over, which is another reason why I'm done yet. I gotta like, I still have more research to do, um, but we're going to do that soon. But even anger has triggers. A lot of our emotions uh, have certain triggers. Some of them can overlap, you know, many can overlap and others are very singular to that emotion. And we all display anger in different ways. Um, you know, some are more violent ways. I'm sure you know someone maybe or know of someone that has displayed anger in a violent way and others are more emotional, like I was sharing with you, and others still are somewhat like somewhere in the middle. You know, they they might like throw a pillow around like me or maybe they punch a door. I, I know someone that will just like punch a door and especially like your fist could definitely go through one of those like really cheap doors. It's like hollow in the middle, you know what I mean? Where you're just like, bam, go through it. So, um, you know, and it's just important to like, when the ways that you display anger, what brings anger on, um, knowing your triggers, all of these things that I'm talking about um, are important. And today we aren't, we are not going to talk about where our anger comes from because that needs its own episode. So that will be coming soon. I'm going to put that on the list because I feel like that's really important. But I thought, because normally I feel like if you look in a sequence of things, people would want to talk about that first. You would naturally talk about that first and then you would talk about how to combat it. But I figured, no, <laughs> I'm going to give you the tools on how to deal with it now. And then we could talk about the backstory later, which is again, just as important. Um, but you know, I, I just, I just needed to, I just, I needed to point out how important it is or how important it was. I didn't want to like act like it's not. And having like the, these, um, de-escalation tactics in your back pocket, you know, these ways of how to manage your anger, which we are going to talk about today, will help you come down from an anger episode quicker than without. But again, understanding where your anger comes from will help you be aware of what triggers your anger and you'll be able to avoid some of those episodes. So again, we're not going to talk about the why and the how today. Um, we're just going to talk about the what to do but look for that coming soon because that is really important. But if you struggle with anger, I want you to start, like I know I said I wasn't going to talk about it, but I had to mention this before we jumped into the ways for you to handle your anger. 
if you struggle with anger and you know that you struggle with anger, I want you to start thinking about how most anger is linked to fear because they both live in a place of needing control, right? So if you want to start kind of like, you know, tiptoeing in to the place of understanding like why am I angry or why am I angry the way that I am or where does it come from or why does it feel so strong? It feels like it just comes on me. Like are these things are, if these are things you're thinking, just consider this. Like think about how anger is linked to fear. You become angry because you are afraid of an outcome or a consequence, something that is out of your control, right? You're like, oh, it's out of my control. I'm like, I, the way that I am going to show how I'm feeling is through anger. And another thing with anger that we're not going to talk about, that I will talk about when we talk about the backstory of anger is we will, you know, put the label of anger on us. But if you've ever seen what is called the anger iceberg, and if you want to know more about that, you can just literally type that into Google anger iceberg, and it will show you a picture of an iceberg in the water, usually a drawing. Some people have seen it with like clouds and like a sun or whatever. But anyway, anger. And you can also look at this on the feelings wheel, which is such a good tool to use. Um, But if you look at the anger iceberg, anger is the iceberg, but below the iceberg in the water is all of the, you know, sub emotions, you could say, that are anger. So you're not just angry, you're embarrassed, right? Um, you are feeling really uncomfortable, right? You are feeling just distraught. You're feeling sad. You're feeling a different emotion. Like you're feeling an emotion that's that's like linked to anger, but isn't directly just anger. So that's important for you to note as well. But in regards to just understanding the connection of fear and anger, even something as simple as like, being angry uh, that the barista made your coffee wrong, right? You go into a coffee shop or you pull up and drive through and you order your coffee and then you get it and it's wrong. You know, this could be your fear of not having a good day because it started off rough, right? If this is like the point in your day where you're like, today's going to be a good day because I was able to get my coffee, right? You know, it could be fear of being misunderstood because they made your coffee wrong and you're like, how could you do that? I, I thought I told you exactly what I wanted. And, you know, it could definitely be an honest mistake. Um, It could also be like fear of wasting money because it's not what you wanted and maybe you're not going to drink it now, right? And you're like, crap, I just wasted all this money. Fear of how much time you wasted going to the coffee shop now. Then you don't have time to like go and fix it and get it done again and all this stuff or you do and but you still feel like it's a waste of time. Um, You know, it also can come down to the baseline of invoking fear because it was all out of your control. So just think about that. If you do want to start, like like, like I said, walking in, tiptoeing into understanding like why this anger is just coming out in these situations and experiences that I wouldn't expect it to, or I don't like that it does, maybe at the coffee shop or something, then you can really think about how it's connected to fear and what you think you might be fearing in those moments that again, is still living in the same environment of needing control, feeling out of control, and everything like that. So 
just something for you to consider. So let's go ahead and just jump right in. I have 10 ways to handle your anger in the moment that I want to share with you today. And you guys know that if I have anything over five, it can get it kind of long. So let's just jump right in here. Number one, number one. Okay. It's just so let me just look through my list that I created. One, two, three, three or four of these in my list might sound really cheesy and really like classic, what I would call classic like ways for you to handle your anger, but they're good. Okay. They're good. They're helpful. They might be like, oh, Sabrina, that doesn't sound like a good one. It is a good one. Okay. Just you have to try it. You might like look at it and be like, oh, how could taking a breath and counting to 10 really help? It helps me a whole lot. It gives your, so let's talk about this, taking a breath and counting to 10. This is the first one. It gives your brain an opportunity to slow the heck down, right? You're angry. You're at the counter at the coffee shop, right? And you're like, oh, you messed up my coffee. But before you go and tell them what's wrong, before you like yell something at them that you regret, maybe there's profanities involved, um, whatever it is. You take a breath. You're like, one, two, three. Sometimes I count to to 10 in Spanish in my head. It just makes it, it just kind of like pulls me away from the situation a little bit more. Um, And you count to 10 and then you're like, okay, I can like go into this situation, tell them what's wrong without insulting someone, without being really upset, without raising my voice too much and keeping my cool. Because it's important for you to try to keep your cool as much as possible. Because if you are just going in as like everything is red, you're feeling like a hothead, you're just like, oh, I'm so upset. They're probably not going to receive the situation as well as you had hoped and not be able to help you as well, right? Now, this is different if you come, if you become angry over something that involves no one else. Like, let's say that you get. I don't know, uh, an email or something in the mail or some sort of notification. And it doesn't really directly have to do with anyone else. It's just like a state, uh, a state of affairs that's happened to you. And you're like, oh, you're so angry that this thing has happened or you didn't get, maybe you put an offer in on the house and now you're upset, right? Because you didn't get it. Or maybe something else happened and you didn't, it's like not working out the way that you had anticipated and you're angry. Even still, whether it involves other people or not, take a breath, count to 10, slow your mind down. Don't just let all of your emotions rush out at once and wreak havoc on the situation. Take a moment. Take a moment and it'll be so worth it. I promise you. It's a classic one. It's an easy one. It's a boring one, but it's a working one. Number two, explain how you feel to the other person. So if you don't, like in a situation, in a situation where there's no one else involved, like let's just say you got like, you got notification or you got information back and it made you angry, right? Or maybe someone cut you off on the freeway. This happens to me all the time. I get so angry. (laughs) And, but there's no one for you to like explain to them. Like you can't just like pull this person over and be like, listen, I want you to know (laughs) why I'm upset. No, absolutely not. No. And so in a situation where there is no one else that you can like tell them how you feel, 
actually one of the best ways is for you to just say it out loud anyway. So if you can. So if you're in a situation where someone does cut you off on the freeway or you get like an email and it's like bad news or it's not what you wanted, you can be like, you can still say, so you can still say, hey, I do not like that you cut me off on the freeway. I don't like that you didn't use your blinker. I do not appreciate the fact that you sped in front of me really quickly and it could have caused an accident. This made me really unhappy because I did not feel safe, right? And so you can say that out loud or if you got, if it was an email, you're like, I'm really unhappy and angry because this thing didn't work out and I was really hoping that it would work out and now I'm super disappointed and now I feel like I've let other people down because I put my heart and soul into this thing and kind of promised that it would work out and now it's not going to and now I have to tell them that it didn't work out. And so it's still helpful to share how you feel if there isn't someone else there to receive it. Now, if there is someone else there to express to receive it because someone else has done something that has that now you've chosen to be angry about. It's important for you to explain how you feel without a raised voice, right? Try not to have profanities unless that's like your language of how you normally speak and that person will receive it. You know what I mean? Like read the room for that. And then make sure you use I statements because a lot of times people will immediately try to blame someone else for their feelings. And we cannot do that. That's not appropriate. And it's not true. You can't believe, oh, you made me so angry when you did this. It, they didn't make you angry. Okay. They didn't. I need you to know that. I need you to accept that. I need you to believe it to your core. They didn't make you angry. Even if they did something on purpose to cause you to feel anger, you still had the choice to not be angry. I know that sounds annoying. <laughs> I know it sounds annoying, but it's true. Okay. And so you, when you are telling them how you feel, you got to use I statements and be like, I feel like you calling me this name contributed to me feeling angry because I felt like it was rude and uncalled for and unnecessary. So whatever it is, just make sure you're using I statements. Make sure you're not blaming someone else for how you feel. Because again, in every single circumstance, you are choosing how you feel based upon what's going on around you. And you have to accept that responsibility. Because if you don't, you're acting like a victim and that is not going to get you anywhere in life. I promise you. I promise you. So explain how you feel to the other person. This can help minimize the anger for you to better understand like what you need to do next to resolve the situation. Number three, leave the situation. Take a time out. I have had to do this. Uh, my husband likes to do this a lot. He likes to call it like taking a break. So if we were ever to have an argument, if we're both feeling angry, then it's nice to leave the situation, take a time out. So whether it's with your spouse or maybe it's with friends, just be able to take a time out and walk away from the situation. Take a break. You're like, okay, I just, I need to wind down from the intense feelings that I'm feeling, especially if you aren't able to just like in the moment, count to 10 and kind of calm yourself down. If you're not, you're like, okay, I recognize that I cannot. I just need to take a break, right? If it's in a situation where, you're on the freeway or you're in the coffee shop and you have to deal with them because you want their want your coffee to be correct, then you might want to like take a break shortly after that. Or if you are able to take a break, like, you know, with your coffee, like step into the bathroom for a second 
or even just walk away from the counter for like 30 seconds and then come back and like kind of just breathe through it and be like, okay, I can deal with this. If you're on the freeway, you can't really like take a break. You can't really just like pull over into the shoulder and be like, okay, I'm going to take a break. Um, Then I would suggest something else I'm going to suggest further down the list (laughs) uh, for you to do. Uh, But if you're able to like just take a break and leave the situation, have a little mini time out for you to kind of like digest what's happening, how you're feeling. Um, If you know why you're feeling, kind of like go over that too, consider that. And then, you know, pull yourself back, reel yourself in just a little bit so that you are able to be totally like (laughs) conscious of the decisions that you're making, the words that you're saying, and how this can be problem solved in the best way possible without you just kind of like blowing it up bigger than it needs to be. Number four, question your emotions. Respond rather than react. It is so super important for you to respond rather than react. And I have been talking about this a ton. And if you've been listening to any of the recent episodes, you will agree. Yes, you've been talking about this a ton. It's so important to realize that responding rather than reacting is the best way for you to de-escalate a situation and to make a better decision and have less regrets, okay? And questioning your emotions will is helpful because I'm not saying that all the time, the emotion that you're feeling in the moment is unnecessary. And I think that we should honor every emotion we have. So if you are feeling anger, yes, accept that you're feeling anger right now. Okay. And what deeper anger is that? Frustration, humiliation, embarrassment, sadness, disappointment, whatever, right? If you're able to go to a deeper level, understand that, but then really question yourself is, do I, do I need to be angry right now? Does this situation warrant anger? Um, do, should I be feeling something else as opposed to outrage? Should I be feeling sadness instead? Is that more appropriate? Will that better help the situation to solve the problem and be able to move on with your day? So again, question your emotion be like, is this really how I should be feeling? You know, you're allowed to feel however way you want. You just want to make sure it's the right one for you. And then you want to respond rather than react to make sure that you are leading with your thoughts in your mind and not your emotions, which can just hold you hostage and take you for a ride. (laughs) That might be fun in the moment, but it's, it's, it's a mess to clean up at the end. Number five, ask yourself, have you made a similar mistake? So this can apply in several situations. There's probably some that it can't because anger can just come in so many different situations and experiences. But For example, with our barista example, have you, you know, whatever you do for work or however, if you've provided something for someone before, have you made a similar mistake where you made a mistake and you didn't do it quite right the first time, right? Or maybe you felt overwhelmed at work because maybe the coffee shop is super busy right now and they're trying their best, but they're feeling flustered and overwhelmed with all the orders and maybe they just switched, you know, your cup with someone else's cup or they thought they were making a different cup, even though your cup says something different. You know what I mean? So you want to consider like, have you made a similar mistake? Which is just really giving that other person grace. So if someone cuts you off on the freeway, 
have you done that before? You know, even intentionally or unintentionally? Okay, maybe I'll give them a little grace. Maybe I won't be angry. Maybe I'll be a little bit annoyed, but at least I'll be able to get over feeling annoyed sooner than I would feeling like raging anger, right? So really just ask yourself, have you made a similar mistake? Have you been in a similar situation as the other person, you know, that made the mistake or did something wrong or or whatever it is, maybe you can just give them a little bit of grace, right? Maybe you're like, okay, I just need to let this go. This is just not going to be worth it. And I've been there too. And I would love someone to give me grace. If I was in that situation, there's no reason to just spew anger everywhere because it's not going to help the situation at all, which is important to, to realize. Number six, it's another boring one, guys. It's another boring one. It's take a walk. So you might be like, Sabrina, you already talked about this when you said to take, like, take a break, take a time out. I mean, actually take a walk. So even if you're in your house, my husband likes to walk through different rooms while he's on the phone and stuff, or when he's like deeply thinking, you could do that. Take a walk around your block. If you're at work, maybe you just want to walk up and down the stairwell. If you have a multi-level building, I've done that before. Any way you can, if wherever you are, I understand if you're in the car, you can't take a walk, right? So like I said, sometimes these suggestions aren't going to fit every single instance of anger, um, but maybe you'll want to take a walk after you get out of your car, get to wherever you're going. You just want to take a walk because you still feel all of the physical energy of being angry. When you're angry, your body responds in so many different ways, right? And for me, my body and all my muscles get really tight. I clench my hands. I clench my face. You know, I can definitely tell that there was soreness in my muscles after I've been on a long bender of anger because it's just, I'm holding it all in my body. And so by getting a walkout, you know, some people will suggest, um, you know, actually doing like a real exercise because it just helps you to get that energy out. So any, but I think that the easiest way for you to do that is just to take a quick walk, take a walk. You know, you can breathe at the same time. You can really think through, is this worth my time? Do I really need to, am I having the right emotion? You know, how, like, can I just like, you know, kind of like power through the deep emotions and then be able to reasonably think about like, okay, how can we problem solve this? How can we get past this? Or just what needs to happen here? You know, so it just kind of gets the physical energy out, which can be really, really helpful for you to not continually hold on to that anger and for it to turn into a grudge, which is not what you want. Number seven, find a temporary emphasis on temporary distraction. So if you're in the car, you can definitely use this one. If you're angry and you can't, and you're breathing, you're counting to 10, you're still upset, you're explaining out, out loud like how you feel about the other person cutting you off and it's still not working, find a distraction. And I mean temporary. And the reason why I say temporary distraction is because I don't want you to just distract yourself to the point where you don't go back and analyze the feelings that you had. You don't honor the feelings that you had. You just try to like brush them away by like, having a distraction come in and sweep you off your feet and just take your mind away. I want it to be temporary. I want it to just be enough time for you to de-escalate yourself, kind of calm down a bit, and then go back and consider like, why was I angry? What what maybe causes feelings? Why am I why am I at this level of anger versus this level of anger? And what needs to happen next? 
And so if you're riding in the car, distraction could be like a podcast, an audiobook, music, call a friend on the phone, talk to whoever is in your car, those kind of things, right? Um, if you are actually talking face-to-face with someone, maybe if you, you know, decide to take a time out, you can distract yourself by reading a book, watching a show, uh, talking to someone else, you know, making plans for something, doing something that makes you happy for a temporary amount of time to get your mind off of it so that you can kind of like circle back and then be like, okay, I'm a little more calm now. Let's try to like figure this out and then we can move right along. So again, temporary, temporary distraction, not long-term, not just to take over, temporary to allow yourself to calm down. Number eight, find gratitude, practice gratitude, decide if it's worth it to be angry. I've mentioned this one before several times in the list already, really deciding, is it worth it to be angry? It's a real question you should ask yourself. It's a real question that I ask myself because is it worth it? Is it worth all the energy? Is it worth all of that space in your mind? Is it worth it for that possibility of it to turn into a grudge where you continually be angry about the same thing over and over and over again for however long? Usually not. But again, to help you consider whether or not it's worth it, you can also practice gratitude. You know, find gratitude in the situation where you're at. Okay, they cut you off on the freeway, but I am grateful that I have a car and I have gas and I'm able to get to where I'm going and I'm grateful they didn't hit me and I'm grateful that it didn't cause, you know, a traffic jam or a pileup or anything like that and that I'm able to just continue on to where I'm going. It did cause me temporary annoyance. I recognize that, but everything is fine. Or if you get bad news from someone or someone calls your name and they, you know, contribute to you, you decide to be angry. It's like, okay, well, you know, I'm grateful that I can still have self-worth and believe in myself that I like myself and I don't have to believe whatever negative thing that they said to me or whatever judgment or opinion they're trying to thrust upon me. I don't have to receive that. I can just let it go and know that I don't, their opinion doesn't matter to me. It doesn't need to. It doesn't really hold any weight, right? So you just need to like find something to be grateful for because that will definitely change and shift your mindset so quick if you do it, but you have to do it wholeheartedly. You have to do it genuinely, like actually find something that you're grateful for. And it doesn't have to be a big thing or a medium-sized thing. It could be a super small thing, but it really help you like shift your mindset and be like, okay, I don't need to be this angry. Is it worth being this angry? Maybe not. Maybe you do want to be that angry for like five minutes, but you keep it to yourself and then you let it go. It's just these like choices that you make because it's taking up a lot of space in your mind when you allow yourself to be angry. And I think that's unnecessary, right? So, okay, number nine, two more. Number nine, find someone to vent your anger to. You want to release it. You want to get it out. So if you have a friend or you have a therapist or even if you know, back to number two, where you're talking about explain how you feel to some to the other person or just out loud. Find someone you can vent your anger to. Say it out loud. Record it out loud. Like if you want to record it on your phone, if you don't have anyone to actually like vent to, you can just like record yourself. Like this is how I feel. I'm really upset about this, that, and the other. I can't believe this happened to me. Blah 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 blah. And have that. Just get it out of your system. I do always suggest, though, before you go into a vent session, ask that person, hey, is it okay if I vent? 
is it okay if I share some stuff with you now because I just want to vent? Make sure it's okay because some people just can't handle the burden of other people's vent sessions uh, depending upon what they're going through. And it's just the most respectful thing to do. So I do encourage you to ask someone first before you vent, but I hope that you would have someone that you can lean on and share those things with. If not, maybe you can record it or write some notes or journal about it and then like share it with your therapist the next time you meet with them just so you can fully get it out of your system. So you don't have to continually just like have it nag on you more and more and more, which again will help it turn into a grudge and no one wants that and no one needs that. It's just taking up too much space. So find someone to vent your anger to so you can give it a full release and just get it out of you. Okay, number 10, the last one. The last one I have, which is one that you're going to be like, womp, womp, like (laughs) not helpful. Learn what your triggers uh, are for anger. So I know that we're not talking about that today, and we're going to talk about that again. They're going to talk about that in another episode soon. But if you are already able to take some time and really evaluate, like, wow, I got really angry when that happened, or I got really angry when that person said something, or I got really angry when I went to this experience, or I had to go to this opportunity, or this happened. And if you're able to just like kind of keep a running list of like, these are the things that trigger my anger on the regular then you will be able to evaluate if you're able to avoid those situations or come up with a coping mechanism for you to, you know, not let yourself fall into anger when you have to go through those experiences. Again, using some of the de-escalation methods that I shared with you today or finding some that work a little bit better for you. So learning your triggers, learning what triggers your anger is so super important. Again, we will talk about it in the next couple weeks. Um, But if you want to start kind of considering it now, it could be very helpful because then it'll help you to avoid getting yourself in situations where you're feeling very angry. Okay, you guys, well, uh, that's it. That's all 10 of the ways that I suggest you handle uh, when you are feeling anger in the moment. I hope this has been really helpful for you. So thank you so much for listening to the Real Positive Girl podcast. Again, with me, Sabrina. Just a reminder, if you look in the show notes, you'll find where to find me on Instagram, how to send me an email, my website, um, and the link for you to get your free workbook on 50 questions to ask yourself uh, to become more self-aware. Because you know I talk about self-awareness all the, all the time. So super important to understand yourself and your thoughts and your feelings, your emotions, your decisions, and to really be able to dig into those things because it'll help you just grow even more as a person. So consider checking all that out. Thank you so much for listening and downloading and sharing the show. You guys are amazing. And until next time, have a good one and I'll see you next time. Bye guys.